episode 356 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, a podcast about life if your life is all about parkrun. I am Ollie Spake and I'm joining from Dharawal country. And I am Melissa Ellis and I am back home on Wurundjeri country. And my quads are screaming at me, Ollie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure uh, an X number of hours driving in the car possibly didn't help that situation, Mel. Yeah, that's a point. That wasn't really <laughs> good uh, recovery. I didn't really get a walk it out. But you are, of course, referring to the fact that um, we had a light jog up a mountain. Yeah, it was good to see you, <laughs> albeit briefly. Brief as it were. And and look, you know, I jest in calling it a light jog. You smashed it, Mel. Well done. Thanks. Should I launch into my recap? Should I jump straight in? <laughs> yes, yes, because for those that, that haven't been listening recently or aren't familiar with the dates, we are, of course, talking about the Panorama Punish at the beautiful Bathurst in New South Wales, which is a very good state. Um, so, Mel, please tell us, how did you find it? Well, this weekend was brought to you by the letter O and the number 8, but more on that later. Mm. On Friday, I took my Barina North once again for the long journey to Bathurst to meet a small group of adventurers at the Bathurst showgrounds. Uh, The journey was thankfully uneventful, and I managed to be the first of our small contingent of campers to arrive, affording me the luxury of choosing the camping spot. It was to be a two-night stay, which in my rules of camping calls for my small tent and inflatable airbed, quick to set up and pack away when less gear is required for short stays. Our camping group consisted of myself, Chris Fraser, Ingrid and Jazz Botha, Beck Bailey and Galen Cooper, at least until you made your appearance, Ollie, but you can talk about that point yourself. Saturday morning saw our group head off in two different directions as Beck and Galen headed to Mudgee Park Run while the rest of us journeyed 50 minutes northwest to Orange Park Run on the lands of the Wiradjuri people. There we met with more adventurers in Luke Schroeder, who completed his namely, Catherine Ooh. O'Connor and friend Lynn, Helen Rubin, who completed her alphabet, Michelle Ooh. Fife, I believe, did her half cow, Tanya Ooh. Pollard and Michael Charlton, who was volunteering on Finnish Tokens. There were 187 participants on the day and most of us took the option of walking to rest our legs for the following day's event. It was event 303, which I apparently needed for my postcode and numbers were only slightly up on their average of 152 likely due to the visitors in town for the punish we had perfect mile conditions for the run which is located at gosling creek reserve starting and finishing at the children's playground the course itself is predominantly clockwise with much of the route alongside the reservoir and largely a loop with a couple of offshoots parts of the trail are quite gravelly and there's also some undulations to navigate the reserve itself has a no dogs policy and in addition to the playground there is barbecue area with gas barbecues and also toilets after the run we headed off to the ground stone cafe which was a recommendation from the lovely event team to enjoy the sunshine the sunshine (laughs) the sunshine and a spot of brunch But as for Sunday, we were all in town, of course, for the Panorama Punish, and we do have some mail coming up which will speak more to how that all went. So I will keep my recap more specific to my own experience. Since the pandemic, I have backed off the organised running events I attend, preferring to focus instead on my parkrun tourism. So aside from City to Surf, the Panorama Punish is the only other event I choose to run. You might ask why. Mm, Why? And 
maybe I don't really, <laughs> and maybe I don't really have an answer for that. But what I do know is that Jen and Steve have built such a wonderful and iconic event that has a fun family atmosphere. Of course, running a hot lap off the famous racetrack is exciting and the challenge to get up to the top of the mountain, whether you are racing your previous time or trying to avoid the sweepers, adds to the experience. The views from the top are breathtaking and then zooming down the other side makes all the effort worthwhile. I know, Ollie, that you and I were both successful in Zoomy race photos. But the lift I felt as I rounded that last bend, searching for, then spotting the group of adventurers cheering me on, helped me find a burst of speed to hold off the fellow runner who had me in her sights. I knocked eight minutes off my time from last year. So on a personal level, I was really pleased. But the thing that brought me the most joy was the coming together of so many adventurers and the different achievements they celebrated. Our group was evenly spaced throughout the field from those who placed in the age categories to those who managed to avoid being picked up by the minibus. Ollie, I just felt like we were the proud parents on the day. All our adventurer kids did so well. And I wonder who will join us next year. I think we need to challenge the Running Riot team for that trophy. I think so. And uh, echo that sentiment, Mel. Um, proud dad here. It was really <laughs> special and I was just over the moon to be able to make it, albeit late, as we say, um, to make it, to witness and, and to, to savour um, some, some great experiences on the day, a beautiful day. But we had some mail. Um, that came in, just late mail. So I thought yes. we'd read that out now. It's from Stephen Jackson, one of the race organisers. Perhaps you want to read that one, Ollie? I, w- I would love to. Um, and and I'll, be the, I'll be your plus one for this, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen said, hello, Mel, plus one. Who is it this week? <laughs> it was marvellous to see the nearly 20 adventurers finished the Panorama Punish yesterday so close to the largest team. If I had run it, it would have been even closer. Nice work to all those park runners who travelled far and wide to get to Bathurst for the Park Run Punish double. Yes, we know many were at Orange, Mudgee, Parks and other park runs close in bunny ears to Bathurst. But in the country, a three- or four-hour drive is standard stuff. Particular admiration for Mel's long drive, Ollie's trains, planes, and automobiles, Ollie's mum and her bongos, and she was out there drumming on the course. Uh, That's my interlude um, uh, as one of the volunteers. And for the office ladies' stellar assistance over the weekend. Mel's recap will likely have covered this, but perfect weather, nearly 800 entries, including Bathurst Mayor as a late entry and a brilliant vibe of the pits at the Mount Panorama Racing Circuit. Park run the day before was a good turnout with 274 finishers, which is up on our average this year of 150-ish. Lots there for the double. Again, many thanks for the support you have shown and to all the family of Parkrun, much appreciated. A very special group. As we unpacked last night, we found a rock in the bottom of one of the many boxes. Photos attached. Very special. More to follow, but we are both hoarse and weary. So a slower week this week. Cheers, Stephen and Jen. I forgot to put the photo attachment, Ollie, of the rock. <laughs> but it was, you know, a painted, you know, one of those painted rocks when um, yes. people hide them. 
That's right. That's right. So one of those, um, one of those had the words "best wishes," Ipswich, Queensland Park Run, um, and uh, D Mail. I think twenty twenty three was at the bottom of that, and uh, Park Run this way with uh, Snoopy. Snoopy out there with a checkered flag. So yeah, just adding to the vibe and um, a nice little surprise for Stephen and Jen. Echo your sentiment. What a fantastic effort and testament to the wonderful community of Bathurst and its surrounds um, from Stephen and Jen and from everyone that supports them. And the other person mentioned in Stephen's email, the office lady. She was busy, 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 wasn't she? So she does a brilliant job both in supporting the podcast, supporting Team Gore and supporting the Panorama Punish. That's right. That's right. So well done, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major effort. Um, so a big thank you. Thank you very much. And what about you, Ollie? You need to give us your little recap now. Yeah, my, my recap. Um, well, it's been wonderful to relive a lot of the weekend that I did feel I lived somewhat vicariously, that that I was able to catch online and to hear of people's experiences Um but, uh, yeah, as, as things turned out, um, since I was last on the podcast, I have had two parkrun days but not a lot of park running. I've had one at home where I was multitasking um, back over a week ago, taking photos out whilst completing the course. And might I add, that was before I went off to see the Hilltop Hoods at a music festival. Um, I haven't seen Bliss and, Bliss and Esso yet, though. Uh, but, yes, the parkrun day just gone. My plan was originally to come and join Orange Park Run for my half cow. So, um, yeah, it was, was uh, I think um, I needed an O for my alphabet. I'm still in that neck of the woods. I still have a few letters to complete. Um, Margie Park Run was on the cards as an alternative. Uh, obviously, you know, granted some of the, the Shell Harbour logistics uh, that were available out there and the, the great help and support. But um, sometimes Mel, life throws up a curveball and I found myself in Tassie after a bit of a family tragedy. And um, as it was, I was down the road on Park Run Day and in the days preceding from Kingston Park Park Run, which at, as of Friday evening uh, was uh, touch and go as to whether it was going to go ahead with some very bad weather forecasted of wind and rain. Um, I was dressed in my Park Run gear ready to go at about a quarter past seven, at about 7.30. No, hang on. Time's all wrong. We're talking Tasmania, aren't we? We're, <laughs> yeah, we're talking Lutruwita. Um, uh, so at quarter past eight, <laughs> 8.30. And, um, yeah, look, um, as it was, family first. And uh, instead of joining the crew in some moderate to light rain at Kingston Park. I was about one kilometre down the road at a cafe with my sister, which was exactly where I needed to be. And um, and the half cow will wait. And ironically, Mel, I think it might wait until I'm back down in a month's time where I might be doing Kingston Park Park Run. So, um, mm. yes, on the 18th of November. So, um not altogether a bad outcome. I will get that opportunity. And um, I was instead very fortunate to be able to jump in the automobile, jump on the plane, 
jump on the train and make my way on the Bathurst Bullet out to Bathurst um, to be picked up and brought to the showground, which I made just before 10pm on Saturday night. So wonderful to see you all and many of you whom I caught and to um, to still get to, to get my dose of the Panorama Punish, which I cannot wait till next year to experience a little more in full. Well, it was great to see you, albeit briefly, <laughs> and... <laughs> I trust you had a good run. Um, it was a challenging run, Mel. Um, look, congratulations to all our adventurer kids out there. Um, Dad's a bit sore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what shin splints are, but this is probably how I would describe them. So, uh, yeah, I, I was I was quite sore out there, and. Um, yeah, it's it's not a bad situation where you see lots of your your fellow adventurers out there running past you, having a great time out there with spectacular views behind. Uh, but uh, I, I was um, several minutes slower than last year. I had a great time, but I am hurting much like yourself, Mel. Mm, at least we got good photos. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. We got the zoomies in there. Just maybe have a bit of training to do before I take on my next mountain. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess that's probably enough recapping of our weekend. We have uh, not a lot of news and discussion to bring up. Only I have seen in the socials, in yes. the Parkrun socials, the UK has put out some new merch. Yeah, hoodies, Mel. Mm. The hoodies are out. The hoodies. Milestone hoodies, Ollie. Yeah, which which look 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 kind of cool. Um, not the season necessarily for us in in most of Australia, but hoodies are good. Hmm. I, w- I would be tempted. I had a little look. I did go on the website just to confirm because sometimes we're not allowed to have things posted out here to the colonies. Um, <laughs> we mm. have to find other ways to get our things from the UK. But I did try to put something in my basket and it did appear that it was going to allow it to be posted to Australia. So anybody out there who isn't UK-based and is happy to convert £50 pounds <laughs> to your currency of your choice and then pay postage, it does appear to be possible. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, yes, that's right. Maybe we can swap them from some umbrellas. Oh, yeah, yep. Because we have the umbrellas in Australia. Mm. You think trade them? Yeah, that's what I was yep. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, I would be tempted by a hoodie. Uh, not immediately, but, um, yeah, maybe, maybe it goes on the Christmas list, something oh. like that. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, that said, moving on, we've got some roving reports this week, Ollie. We have heard from Sarah Jefferson, who was also in Tasmania, but you didn't know yeah, that. I had no idea. I had no <laughs> idea. <laughs> and Lyndall the Legendary coming to us from North Lakes. So let's have a little listen. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Sarah here from the west side, but I'm on the east side of Tasmania checking out Orford, so our park parkrun in Tasmania for their event 153 today. And I'm here with Kendall, the run director. Morning, Kendall. Good morning. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us. Um, the rain has mostly held off. Um, can you please tell the listeners a little bit about the course? 
uh, best course in Australia, we think. Um, so we are a trail course. We're a double out and back um, along the beach, which is lovely, a bit of tr- through the trees in a, a very big family-friendly play area park at the start and finish. And for those of you who don't like running on the beach, don't worry. It's not actually on the sand. <laughs> That's right, it's not on the sand. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the bay and, I guess, the surrounding area? Yeah, so this is um, Spring Bay and from here we can see out to Mariah Island. Um, you can see almost into Tribuna, which is where the big marina is. Um, and you can see on a very clear day, you can see just the end of the Coles Bay um, hazards, which is lovely. Beautiful. Well, we're hoping that the mist does clear so that when we head up to Wineglass Bay later on, we can get some views. Um, but there is a birthday coming up. Is that right? Yeah. Um, what is it, our third birthday? I can't remember how long we've been going for. Yeah, I think in about two weeks' time. Usually it's that we go with the first run in November. Yeah. And will there be cake? Will there be celebrations? Oh, we'll have to try something, definitely. Normally we go with chocolate because chocolate's one of my favourite things. So nice. it's always chocolate on birthdays. Yep. You can always have um, chocolate for breakfast on your birthday, that's Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. And why is it called Our Park Park Run, given we're in Orford? Uh, because that's the name of this lovely facility that we're starting at, um, the park is very family friendly as I said there's lovely big barbecue areas big playgrounds exercise equipment skate ramps there's a bike track for kids toilets plenty of parking it's just beautiful it is beautiful and I can only imagine in summer your numbers increase quite a lot yeah they do we often get um, an influx of tourists in summer and all our people who live in shacks down here come down and and do park run more often which is fabulous yeah because I think today we've got about 14 I think so not too many today Um, I was eyeing off the holiday houses thinking which one I would love to come and stay in when yep, I come again. pennies. <laughs> yes. So thank you for having us this morning. It's a beautiful park run. Well, thank check you out. so much. G'day park run adventurers. It is Lyndall and today I have followed the bat signal out to the lands of the Yuggera people. I am at North Lakes for their Heroes and Villains themed 11th birthday. Um, you guessed it, I am dressed as Batman, there are Wonder Women, there are Purple Minions, there are all kinds of characters here today. Um, in amongst them are apparently some milestones, so let me see who I can track down after the run. I'll check in with you then. Alrighty, I have caught up with one of our milestoners and OG North Lakes Park runners, Damien. How's your day today? Yeah, excellent, thank you. It's, um... Yeah, a great privilege to do 500, um, especially uh, doing my 500th on the anniversary of North Lake's 11th uh, birthday as well. Very special, very special indeed. Now, are there any other blue shirters here at uh, North Lakes? Uh, there's one other guy that regularly does North Lakes that's done 500. Um, he did it probably about 30 runs ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and there's a 400 here as well. I don't know. I may be able to speak to that lady. I'm not sure. Let's see how we go. Now, you did the first park run here at North Lakes 11 years ago. Yes, I did. Um, that was the very first. I saw it advertised and um, went, I'm not much of a runner, but I'll, <laughs> I'll give it a go. Yep. And um, 11 years on, I'm here with 500 runs. Terrific. And is park run about the run for you? Is there more to it than the run? Um I guess it's a little, it started off just for fitness yeah. and then I guess it became more of an addiction yeah. and um, 
Yeah, now everywhere I go, I do a park run, and the community spirit everywhere is, is just great. Yeah. Uh, everyone's welcoming, no matter which park run you go to. Yeah. Now, let's get on to that. This podcast is for parkrun adventurers, people who like to go and try out different parkruns. So, um, you said before you've done about 50-odd different ones. Have you got a top three parkruns from that 50-odd? Um, I would say, well, North Lakes being my home parkrun. Um, okay, three more. Uh, three more. <laughs> okay. Um, I did really enjoy doing um, Marimbula in New South Wales, southern yeah. New South Wales, but they there's closed now, unfortunately. Oh, but, um, yeah, it was a great little run across a boardwalk for a lot of it, which was only, you know, two pram whips widths wide yeah. and there was no handrails and, yeah, the water right under you. It was, it was a good, good park run. Um, then I'd say I really enjoyed... I did Bairnsdale earlier this year in Victoria. That was enjoyable as well. And where else? Gee, um, I'd say... Probably, um, yeah, Cottesloe over in um, Western Australia would probably be the next one. I really enjoyed that as well. Nice one. And you said that wherever you go, you try to fit a park run. And have you had any misadventures or near misses with getting to a park run? Um, no, always make sure I'm, yeah, nice and early, especially going somewhere I've never seen before, <laughs> uh, just to make sure because, yeah. I don't want to miss out. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. So you're organised and you're adventuring. Yes. That's terrific. All right. Now, North Lakes, beautiful lap around the course. You said that it was one of your favourites. Tell us a little bit more about North Lakes. Um, yeah, North Lakes just, yeah, it's where I started. It had a, it's got a great community. Everyone's very friendly. Um, you can get as, as involved as you want. Um, yeah, it's, the run itself is, yeah, three laps around and around the around the lake and different, different. How would I say it? When you go around, you get different people passing you at different points yeah. on the way because the fast ones catch up. If you're a middle pace runner, you catch somebody else as well as someone, and you can gauge how you're going compared to previous weeks on where you ta- you catch people or where people catch you, and. Yeah, out and back courses, you've kind of only got that one time, but on the, the three laps, you, you get a few gauges on the way around to where, how you're going. So, and um, during summer, at least around, around North Lakes, there's a bit of shade as well. So that's quite welcoming. All right, well, good on you, Damien. You're the hero today in today's Heroes and Villains Park Run here at North Lakes. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Okay, today's run director, Super Dave, has uh, dobbed Alistair in instead of talking to me, but that's okay. Alistair, you're the event director here. Yeah, I'm the co-event director with Kate Vitha, so we're running it as a combo, and we have uh, seven people in the RD team here. That's a nice, strong team, and your co-event director is timekeeping, is that correct? Yes, she's timekeeper today, so we like, yeah, we generally birthday parties, we all sort of end up doing something, so yeah. (laughs) Terrific. Now, 11 years here at North Lakes, what a terrific milestone. Yeah, it's been amazing. Last year was 10 years, and that was a huge event, and so come with 11, and we just keep, you know, I think we're sort of going from strength to strength at the moment. We had a bit of a dip post-COVID, but numbers are coming back, which is great. Excellent. Now, your course here is a lovely course, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I love the three-lap course. It's it's nice. It's all sort of all one way. You know, 
no too many choke points and you know, everyone gets a wave as people go past, say hello, people say hello to the tail walkers. Yeah, it's a really nice community. Personally, I don't like three-lap courses, but this one's pretty nice around yeah. the lake here. <laughs> now, Alistair, on to you. You're an event director here. How did you get involved with Parkrun? Uh, my wife got invited to come along by one of her friends through the kids' school, and then she started going, and then it's like I started going. The kids were young, so we used to do take turns. So one week we'd do it, one week wouldn't, and then one week kid, one would look after the kids, the other one run, and then we saw the kids got older, we could both do it, and then it sort of grew and then sort of started doing volunteering and then when one of the event when one of the run directors stepped down I sort of said oh you know I'd be interested and then started doing that and then loved that and then later on the two of our long standing event directors sort of decided to take a break and then so Kate and I stepped up and became event directors it's been yeah it's been great yeah really love it fantastic now was that had you done some volunteering before you stepped up to run directing yeah I did lots of volunteering I used to (laughs) Yeah, so I was doing photographer, I've done timekeeper, tokens, yeah, I've done pretty well most roles, yeah. Do you have a favourite role? Early on I love photography because I've, you know, done a bit of photography in the past. Um, also like um, sort of timekeeper because I like the, you know, people cross the line and one of my, actually my favourite I think is actually pacer. I actually really enjoy pacing because coming I wasn't a strong runner when I first started and I've got better and so going from someone who used to chase paces to have people run with you and help people get a PB and help go, and go keep going keep going and you know it's really good you know I love people pressing along and go oh thanks you helped me get the PB like that's really makes my day so yeah perfect well that's a perfect segue to running yeah. and park running yeah. this podcast is for park run adventurers so have you done much touristing or adventuring in your park run story um I've done quite a bit of touristing I've done a couple overseas ones so I've done one in Singapore I did one in Des Moines in near Seattle in America I was over on a work trip um having, I was over in the UK for a work trip but unfortunately couldn't get one over there but yeah and I've done a few locals and when I've traveled in the states I've done a couple down Hobart yeah so travel around yeah and so is there a highlight from that or what we often ask is do you have a top three not including your home run here at North Lakes? Um, <laughs> I think doing the one near Seattle was pretty amazing. That was, it was weird because like, I was still jet lagged. It was middle of, felt for me like middle of the night and I turned up, Uber driver was late so I sort of had to run to get the start and I missed the briefing and I'm running up and then the guy's turned next to me and he's gone, Oh, it's 1.6 miles all uphill. I'm trying to do calculations in my head and going. What's 1.6 miles? There's got it's two and a half k's uphill. It's all uphill now. <laughs> so that was good. Um, Singapore, I really loved. It was great community. It was really hot, 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 <laughs> humid. I was over there for the. I'd gone over here for a trip to see the Grand Prix, yep. and I didn't think I was going to get it because there was actually thunderstorms behind. So oh. they delayed it because it was huge thunderstorms, and then they just. They held off for 10 minutes and then it was cleared and then it was like just a really okay, human rare. Yeah. <laughs> and I think last year, our 10-year birthday here, I think that was just a really special event. Um, you know, because everything shut down, you know, come back, everyone shut down after COVID. But actually, the first run after COVID, that was really amazing and really emotional. Everyone realised how disconnected they'd become and like everyone come back as a community. Like there's a lot of emotion that day, so yeah. All right, well, you're not meant to name your home park one, but I'll, I'll allow that one yeah. because it sounds pretty oh. special and it's reflective of the community that we have here. Yeah. Here we are. I'm a slow runner. It's yeah. like 50 minutes in and there's still a whole bunch of people here hanging around having a chat. Yeah, yeah I've, I've become lifelong friends with people here. So, and like we've, we've done, you know, Sunny Coast 
marathon last year and we had a gazebo set up and everyone's cheering each other on. Everyone's been doing different times and checking in and, like, yeah, we have dinners afterwards and, you know, I, I catch up with people here running during the week and it's just a really nice, you know, friend, you know, got made some great friends here. That's brilliant. All right. Alistair, thank you for speaking with me today. Is there anything else that you would like a bunch of crazy parkrun adventurers to know about North Lakes Parkrun? Um, it's a great community. Come try it. I mean, it's an unusual sort of three-lap course. Most are sort of out and back or something like that. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, just come in and try it. It's, yeah, we're currently actually on our alternate course at the moment because they're doing building works over there. But we might, we're not sure we might even stay here because people seem to like the new setup. So, yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Thank and thank you for everything that you have done for Parkrun and your community here at North Lakes. Well done. Thank you so much. Alrighty, Parkrun Adventurers, I have hit the jackpot here with Gwen. Gwen, you've done a milestone today of 400 parkruns. Yes, 400 parkruns today. And I started parkrun here at North Lakes, um, I think it was 2012. So a little while ago, yeah. and it's, you've gotten to your 400. Now, you're sitting here with a couple of people with run-down undershirts on, and I think you've got a bit of a story about that as well. Yes, I've, um, I've done run-down under, um, going around Australia. Um, one whole time? One, no, twice. Uh, Nearly one, twice. One whole time, and I'm doing a second lap, going in the opposite direction, and I've got about 550k to go. And you were telling me that you were going to finish just in time for Christmas. So what a great present that's going to be. On the 23rd of December, I'm going to finish. And uh, Travis from Rundown Under is going to come up and see me finish. And it's all going to happen right here at North Lakes Park. on the 23rd of December. Well, that is brilliant, Gwen. I am absolutely in awe of that. Now, this podcast that I'm interviewing you for is... The people that listen to it like adventuring around parkrun and going to different parkruns. So you've been to a few different ones as well? I've done... I've completed the alphabet. Um, uh, Which one was my last one? Dolby was my last one. We had travelled... Yes, so we've travelled quite extensively to get all the alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) You do. You have to travel for a few of them. You have to travel for a J... Yes. And you have to travel a bit for a D, and um, there's a few letters that are a bit hard to come yes. by in South East yes. Queensland. Well, we came from Canberra originally, Yep. and um, one opened up not far from Canberra with a J, yes. it was called Jarabombra. We went yes, down and did so that. You, excellent. Yeah, yeah, I had to go to Victoria. And visited family at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that is brilliant. Now, is there anything else on your Park One radar? Any other no. challenges? No more challenges at the moment. No, just no. happy with your 400 and you've got yeah. a big, um, another big milestone yeah, in a couple of months' time. Yeah, because my health is not great, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to have a bit of a rest. Okay, well, it sounds yeah. like you deserve it. Yeah. You're a remarkable woman, Gwen. So thank you so much for talking to me, Gwen. okay. I've really enjoyed meeting you, and when I grow up, I want to be like you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alrighty, Parkrun Adventurers, I reckon that is about it from me. Just one extra little hidden bit of trivia about um, Gwen, who I interviewed. She let it drop after I stopped recording that she was an Olympic torchbearer back in the day. So she carried the torch in the relay before the Sydney Olympics back in the day. What a star. Um, So there you have it. I have had a ripper of a morning here at North Lakes Park Run. Um, Not only because of the dress-ups and the cake, but because I met some fabulous people in Gwen, Damien and the co-ED Alastair. Alrighty, this is Lyndall signing out for the Channel 5 News crew on the Park Run Adventures. Thank you very much to Sarah and Lyndall for the roving reports. Uh, Lyndall at uh, a very well, I think, appreciated Heroes and Villains 11th birthday there, Mel, and I have had now the opportunity to look at some of those images and uh, it does seem like it was pretty good time had by all. Um, and, yeah, as we mentioned before, Sarah down in Tassie at uh, what I would call a special spot and um, that's – probably just something unique to me because for some reason I've actually dreamt of the bridge that's around the corner from our park park run for my entire life. I've really? come to it every couple of years and I, I have this recurring dream and I, I would not have been across that bridge more than maybe half a dozen times in my life, but it just pops up. Um, so I do look forward to getting to our park park run and seeing the bridge across what I think is the Prosser River around the corner there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, cool. uh, yeah. Hope you had a nice time down in Tassie. And I bet Lyndall, was she yeah. dressed up as a villain? Because that reminds me of when she was at the Cops and Robbers. Didn't she probably did roving reports then too? And she was, um, she was the robber. I remember her dressed up in the black. Yes, yes. We look. Amongst the Channel 5 News crew, we have some pretty uh, impressive, um, yeah, f- fancy dress pros, I have to say. And, and yes, Lyndall is, is most certainly legendary in that respect. So um, that's where it was at, clearly. But, Mel, um, we've got some mail. You've got mail. And uh, in addition to the email that we did, uh, I'm focusing on the punish share earlier in the podcast, we received an email from Jeff Club following uh, a bit of a discussion we had around launches. So if I may, Mel, I'll read this one out. Thank you. And I want everyone to visualise a spreadsheet when I get to the appropriate (laughs) point because that's how I visualise life. Um, (laughs) Not just post-its. Jeff said, hey, team, I think Mel mentioned last week that the launch numbers in Australia are down. She's right. I put together this spreadsheet, there we are, of every 5K launch and divided it by year. Australian launches are as follows. So I'll try and group these to um, to, to paint the number picture. Um, in the first three years, 2011 through 13, we had three, then five, then 36. I think that's 15. Yeah, we did have 15. That's absolutely right. See, that's why you don't trust me with a spreadsheet. Um, (laughs) Three, 15, and 36. And then 
2014 and 2015 were both on 42 launches, up to 49 in 2016, and then a jump to 64 in 2017, and the jump continued in 2018 to 75 before we saw a bit of a dip in 2019, right down to 35. As we know, 2020 was all kinds of everything, and we had 16 launches that year in Australia. 2021 saw us return to 30 and then 40 in 2022. But here we are, 2023, with 23 launches. Um, so I was right. You were. Can we all just um, appreciate <laughs> that? Asking that. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh, and so I've gone and I've charted Jeff's numbers just to appreciate those numbers. And, and uh, you'll be pleased to know that I did put 15 in my chart. So um, that's oh, just well my inability to read and talk at the same time. But Jeff went on to say, from 2017 to 2019, there were over 200 launches worldwide each year. I know that Parkrun's five-year plan is geared more towards stabilising existing events rather than launching new ones, but it does seem like the number of launches has slowed considerably. Would be interesting to know what kinds of hurdles ambassadors and event teams are running into down there. Here in the US, we have numerous barriers to growth, but the largest of which seems to be landowners trying to charge us fees for permits. FYI, we have a launch this week in the US in Portland, Oregon. Mary S. Young Park Run, and uh, Jeff shared the website there. It'll be our 65th event and 12th launch this year year. That's just over half Australia. So way to go the US. Um, love the pod and look forward to it every week. Keep up the good work, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Thanks for doing the stats for me. To prove <laughs> <me> right. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best sort of listeners, Ollie. That's it. Justification, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, look, it's uh, some interesting numbers, certainly, and, and true observations. I know that you know, we, we do have, yeah, uh, I'm sure, you know, challenges similar to the US, but, yeah, I would hazard a guess that it's it's funding, it's, it's event teams. Um, I'm not sure, Mel, what other challenges, you know, you would have noted yeah. from... Australia. I'm just just picking up, I've, I've obviously got a few friends that are uh, ambassadors in, around the place and uh, I get the sense that HQ is a lot stricter with the courses than they previously were and they're knocking back a lot more courses these days for safety reasons, uh, yep. be it proximity to major roads, um, uh, narrow paths, um, you know, the, the, those types of things. They're just saying unsuitable and uh, and events are having a lot more trouble trying to find something that will tick all the boxes. So I'm thinking that's in Australia might be having a bit of a impact. Could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I, I, I do understand um, examples of that to be the case, absolutely, and, and certainly speaking as an event director and, and our own risk assessment reviews uh, where we had a course change um, it wasn't triggered by such uh, you know such a, a, a change in in approach but it was absolutely a consideration and you know I respect there are there are a range of factors that drive that but um, but yeah it, it is making it just that little bit more challenging to identify 
uh, suitable locations. Um, there are some great ones out there. We know it. And uh, as I was alluding before, you know, some of the challenges of finding the, the willing and, and um, committed event teams, I, I found, you know, maybe contribute as well. Uh, speaking from a region where we have three park runs, um, sorry to leave you out, Husky, but hmm. yeah, it would um, it'd be good to see that 23 grow. Mm. And mm. then we did have a few, oh, well, I don't know if it was a few, I can think of one example of coming back from the pandemic where an event that had previously been approved was no longer deemed safe and uh, had to relocate completely. Mm-hmm. So, of course, speaking of Marimbula Park Run. Yeah. So, look, um, I guess my personal view is um, any park run's better than no park run, but um, as always, appreciate the great efforts of the event teams out there and everyone behind the scenes to bring us these park runs and particularly where there are those challenges, those risks to consider. Hmm. Yeah. But, Ollie, we also <laughs> had an email. That's right. I was going to fight you for this no, one. No, I no, wanted no. to read it out. I read yeah. this one. This one's, this one's my favourite. Yeah. Uh-huh. This one's from Greg Garner and he said, Hi, Mel, Ollie, Tox, Simon and the office lady. As a Collingwood supporter, I have been enjoying the recent endings to each podcast with the Collingwood song, and it continues to bring back great memories from their recent premiership victory. As reigning premiers and until next year's grand final, where I'm sure they will go back to back, I think that it is only fair to continue to play the song at the end of each podcast. I'm sure Renee Jackson would be happy with this. Continue to keep up the good work, and of course, go Pies! Regards, Greg Garner. Is that where I insert the crickets? <laughs> well, look, well said, Greg. Uh, I think we may have some mixed feelings amongst the uh, the adventurous family around our closing music. Remember you barrack for Collingwood now, Ollie. <laughs> have you forgotten? Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm also <laughs> diplomatic uh, usually. But, um, no, look, it's it's great to see the, the victory celebrated, Mel. It absolutely is. Oh, maybe I'm just trying to um, give some incentive for somebody else to learn how to edit. Because <laughs> <laughs> until such time, everybody's got to depend on me. And that means I can do whatever I like. Never a truer word. And I think Greg's got a really good point. I might just leave it in there until the next grand final. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll slowly make the switch across <laughs> now to Daz's. Um, because uh, as he said, it's International Sloth Day. There is celebrating by working at Sloth Pace. So come on in. Tell us about your morning. Place your order, but please don't expect to receive it in a hurry. Uh, sorry. Gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, everyone. Don't adjust your uh, your, your sped up podcast. So we'll resume a <laughs> normal pace now. Uh, but popping in, Mel, popping in uh, was Craig Ryan, who said, after a small detour following the cancellation of Fountains Abbey, 
Rebecca and I headed to Roundhay Park Run in Leeds. We had the honour of meeting the lovely Christine Imbert one very enjoyable morning at a beautiful park. And uh, Craig shared the photo of Rebecca, Christine and Craig himself with the Roundhay pop-up. And uh, special call-out, I believe they also, Craig and uh, Rebecca that is, made it to the Socceroos game at Wembley Uh Stadium. So, uh, yeah, living the life. And I'm not really sure what the reason for the cancellation at Fountains Abbey is, but I do know the UK had some really terrible storm happening mm, last weekend, mm. which I think resulted in a lot of cancellations around the place. So we can only assume, I guess, that was the reason. But we also heard from Graham Wilkinson, and he said, finally got to run Jersey Park Run and complete the Jordan Challenge. And in brackets, one park run in every region of the UK. A little wet and windy, but reasonably warm and enjoyable even through the puddles. Bonus was seeing how many challenges this one run came up on. So I guess the Jersey Park run ticked a lot of boxes. That's what Graham's trying to say. Anyway, Graham shared a photo with himself and the Jersey pop-up wearing his cow beanie. Do they call that the cow bob? Is that what they refer to as the cow bob? <laughs> I, I can't actually remember, but, uh, yeah, congratulations, Graham. Hmm. Little region air challenge. No. Not really. It's like a like a like a peel club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, certainly, um, there's there's quite a lot to it. But um, Mel, someone who was very excited, um, Natalie Soper popped in and said, after a long sixteen weeks without park run, <gasps> while on my adventures through Central Asia and Middle East, I'm finally back in a park run country. Fafal Park Run in Italy was a lovely four-lap course with lots of tourists around for a run in Venice tomorrow. The volunteers put on drinks, fruit and cake to top off a wonderful park run. And uh, Natalie shared her photo of herself there in the selfie frame. 16 weeks. <laughs> Six, that's four months. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Oh, well done, Natalie. I hope you enjoyed it. We also heard from Chris Gore, who said, Karen and I, along with our nephew Trent and his son, headed down to our local at Bibra Lake Park Run as I had to head off to work afterwards. Karen volunteered and I went for a run. We will certainly be working at Sloth Pace over the next couple of days as we keep our eyes glued to the social for Big Dogs Backyard World Championships, where Phil that's adventure of Phil, will be defending his world record. Go Team Gore. And Chris shared a selfie with himself and Karen and Trent and Trent's son, and we wanted to also take the opportunity to wish Phil all the luck in the world. Well, he doesn't need the luck because he's uh, a professional, but, uh, yes, definitely go Team Gore. And I should mention that uh, the Schroders were wearing their Team Gore tops at the Punish yesterday. It were. Go Team Gore. Now, over in New Zealand, we heard from Brett Bailey, who said, RD at Pegasus for my V50 today and pink theme for breast cancer awareness. Numbers were down to 85 as many stayed home to watch the All Blacks semi-final. Met Trisha and Chris visiting from southeast London who know the pubs we used to live and work in back in the early 90s. Thanks for the cakes, Jackie and Tanya. And uh, Brett's photo there in the pink tutu with a 50 shirt cut out and the cake. And uh, Brett, thank you for volunteering. Congratulations on the milestone. 
So was this behind? So the All Blacks, that's rugby? Is that rugby? Correct. The Rugby Union World Cup. And this is related to why you had South African socks on? <laughs> well, yes. Or are you mixing sports? I don't know. No, you, you, are, you are absolutely correct. Uh, so one form of cuddleball and um, <laughs> the All Blacks were indeed successful in, in the Saturday Parkrun Day semi, followed by the Springboks of South Africa with a narrow win on Sunday morning. And I was, of course, fortunate enough to have my South African socks from Johan uh, to wear in the morning. That's right, that you didn't tell me to pack. Never mind. (laughs) One job. (laughs) Sorry, Mel. We also heard from Simon Mackley. Had a great time at Kira, as I have in the past. This time, though, I had fellow adventurer Roberta change her plans to meet me there and Schultzy, who is doing it tough but battling on, and M taking photos. So I put this one in because Simon was <laughs> posed with the giant koalas that we talked about last week right. and he found the camo one. Well, actually, found he found the two and he shared photos with both. But, yes, a selfie of Simon and Roberta with the camo koala. Yes. Well, uh, well-timed, absolutely, to bring the koalas into that. Now, Mel, we also heard from Chloe Bravos who said, Lucy, slothed in the pram all the way around before showing off her brand spanking new adventurer's shirt at Averley Park Run. And um, Chloe proved it by sharing the photo of Lucy doing a zoomie in her adventurer's shirt. She's just the cutest little kid. (laughs) We also heard from Sam Schroeder who said, with fronds happening all around me, I skipped Parkrun this morning to lend a hand to the Punish crew and hand out bibs. After we were all done and everything was loaded back into cars, I headed out for a freedom run of the Bathurst course. It was hot. And Sam shared a selfie of herself in her Punish top and cap on the Bathurst course. And a good time to thank her once again for all the wonderful help that she gave over the weekend. Is there anything that office lady can't do, honestly? Um, now, popping in, we also heard from Errol Poole, who said, Cake day at Scribbly Gums with my daughter. And the photo shared by Errol was of himself and his daughter in the selfie frame. And congratulations on your 250th unique event. Yes, well done, Errol. He wasn't at the punish because he's hanging out in Queensland these days, Kingsland. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of his daughter's name. I don't know if she's a Chloe too. Could mm. be wrong. But anyway, mm. I saw her post proudly in the Aussie Tourism page of uh, Errol's achievement as well. So, yeah, always nice to share those occasions with family, isn't it, Ollie? Well and truly is, Yes. Now, I'm relying on you to have an envelope on your whiteboard. <laughs> I do. It's it's stuck on by a uh, magnetic, you know, um, well, magnet, I guess, <laughs> um, just to show that I have some levels of organisation. Um, but with no further ado, the OB goes to. Yes, the coolest adventurer out there. Lucy. Yay! I voted for Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially with the, the you know the angle zoomy and everything. So congratulations, Lucy, and of course Chloe and um, yeah, the gang. Bravos, Dad. You mean Dave? <laughs> I mean Dave. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
But yes, thank you everyone for popping into Dazza's and um, sharing with us your Parkrun Day experiences. Help me get my fix, even though I didn't get it myself. But let me help get you get more of a fix, Ollie. The Adventurers Consolidated Club report for Saturday, the 21st of October, 2023, of a total of 880. Oh, 800. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, no, no. Settle down, settle down. Of a total of 484 <laughs> members, 391 took part on this state in seven countries across 197 locations. In the UK, there are adventurers at 30 events. In the USA, there were adventures at three. There was two in Italy and South Africa and one in the Netherlands. But locally, we had adventures at, now this one is no surprise considering the influx into New South Wales for the punish, 42 events in New South Wales, 39 in the Greater State, 36 in Queensland. SA and WA both had 13. ACT, North Island and Tassie each on four, the South Island three, and one in the Northern Tree. There we are. Okay, I was going to say you were you were reading from my spreadsheet earlier, Mel. Um, <laughs> but internationally, internationally, we had a frond at Southampton, uh, home of the Saints in the UK, with um, attendance from Stuart Henderson and um, Stuart Tamsin and Morgan Smith. And locally, the largest front was down here in Albert, Melbourne, with 11 adventurers. It was Jeff Whiffen, Cosmos McHugh, Damon Young, Stephen and Helen Davis, Jason and Oliver Andrews, Mark Prowse, Amanda Lake, and Val and Steve Warwick. Now, remember, if you would like us to track your achievements, you can add the Adventurers Club as one of your five affiliations on your Parkrun profile this week. As far as we are aware, there were no Adventurous PBs, nor were there official Adventurer milestones. That's right. Just a whole lot of fun. Um, but, Mel, we had some launches. We had some new Parkrun family members uh, around the globe, not in Australia, but the first of, of whom was in Poland. And uh, may I please read this one out, Mel? Where's Renata when we need her? <laughs> <laughs> So the first, the first of our new park runs. Uh, welcome to the family port. Uh, is it Zekne Sandomiers in Poland? Wow! And uh, uh, this particular park run features a course where the route is uh, two sections of two and a half kilometres each, with a turnaround at the water gate on the canal to the Sandomiers River port. A flat asphalt route along the Vistula embankment completely away from car traffic. It is a perimeter road along the embankment built in case of flood and they had 43 participants with three doing their first park run. Fantastic. Now, we also had one at uh, Cullingwork Lock in the UK. I believe so. How did you say it earlier? (laughs) I said Cullingwork. Okay. All right. Right, I have well, no idea. No, we don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, it's in Scotland and it is a three-lap journey following the tarmac paths in the park as well as over grass sections. They had 78 participants, 11 ran their first park run, including the first finisher. Nice work. And closing out the new park run families, Mary S. Young park run in the United States, as mentioned uh, a little earlier in this podcast. So this is located in Oregon 
uh, in the USA, as we said, and is a trail course on a surface of bark chips and gravel. It's a two-lapper running partially alongside the soccer fields. Uh, that's Kikye, and then a loop through a heavily wooded area. There were 58 participants in attendance and 12 volunteers. 36 of those ran their first ever park run, including three juniors, Mel. Ah, excellent. So good uh, first-timer participation there at that one yeah. in the US. Great mm. to see. So, yeah, thank you. That did give me a bit more of a park run fix. But I think now, because we, you know, we've, we've been recapping a little bit, it's time to look forward. Belle? Yes, yes. And we have a special mention. We do because uh, we had the team at Wallaby Track let us know that they will be having their annual Scout Takeover Day. Now, it's not till the 10th of December, but we thought we would uh, – we would mention it once early on so that uh, if you, I don't know, if you've got a scout in the family, <laughs> you want to go along and encourage the scouts, help them out, be part of the day, or just be aware of it. Anyway, they wanted a shout out. So here it is, Scout Takeover Day at Wallaby Track. Thank you to the scouts. I yeah. did have a scout once. I did have a scout. Did you? Yes. Sorry, keep going. No, I was going to say she's no longer a scout, but she was a scout, yes. Which daughter? Uh, the eldest, Hannah, the Hannah. The Hannah. <laughs> the Hannah. I had two girl guides, and I'm trying ah. to think, yes, Jake did Joey Scouts. Yep. Ah, yeah. there we are. So, yeah, no, we've been big supporters of the scouting and guide movement in our family, so, hmm. Yeah. But, Ollie, next week, where are you going to be? Next week at Parkrun. Well, look, I, um, I'm run directing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm run directing. So back home for me at Shalaba and I have a, I have an eight-year-old who's currently a bit under the weather. She's, she's down with COVID and Aww, hopefully recovering quickly. But uh, she has a brand spanking new V10 Junior. I'm not sure what order to say those words, but, um, oh, yeah, milestone one. shirt that she wants to wear. So um, we were going to have maybe a bit of a Halloween theme. Uh, that was a special suggestion from another wonderful junior volunteer from Schlaber Park Run. So we'll, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure Ava will find a way to incorporate that into her outfit. Excellent. Because she'll be better knowing our Ava. Yeah. Kids bounce back. So, yeah, staying close to home. Yeah. What about yourself, Mel? Well, uh, I just just for a change, I thought I might go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, surely you've got a great state in mind to travel to. <laughs> um, going back to New South Wales. <laughs> Excellent. I thought so. I am flying into Sydney and um, I'm going to catch up with some cheaters this weekend that are uh, taking part in a bit of a ultra event on the northern beaches or thereabouts. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, it's on Saturday, this event. Yes. So I'm going to sneak off and he- head over to Greenway Park Run while they're busy getting their legs organised for their event. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any uh, knowledge of Greenway Park Run other than, I believe, Catherine O'Connor, who I met again at Orange Park Run this last weekend. I think it's uh, her local, so I'm not sure if I'll uh, yes. see her again if she's in town. But anyway, 
Well, hopefully so. Hopefully we can say hi to Catherine, but um, it is a lovely course, I will say. And Mel, it's um, it, it's not quite hilly enough for my liking, but <laughs> but the track, the park, oh, and no. the uh, and the atmosphere You're there, the volunteers, aren't you? that's right. They oh, um, they're no. wonderful. <laughs> I do recall from my longest run year that a lot of your Sydney um, park runs are very hilly. I've just got a helicopter going overhead. I wonder if that's going to come up in the audio. Perhaps so. It's never a good sign when you hear a chopper. Mm. Anyway, um, over to me. I think that's it, Ollie. As always, you can contact us via Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That is it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures. It's a kid.